Everybody doing? Are you happy to be at Tehillah this evening? Who's, who's glad they came tonight? Yeah, all of us, hopefully. If you're not glad, well, you will be by the time you leave. I'm confident with that. As Cody mentioned earlier, this is a celebration tonight. This is a party. And we loved the nights where we get to baptize. This hot tub is temporary. We do not usually have it here, for those of you who are new. But we brought it in for, for, for tonight to dunk some people who have made that public, want to make a public declaration of their faith in Jesus. And uh, I just got to say, if you're here for the first time, you came on a good night. I want you to turn to the person beside you and say, you chose the right Monday to be here. Tell them, tell them like you mean it. I'm going to share for just a few minutes, and then we're going to transition into baptisms. And Cody mentioned it already, and I've already had a few people come up and say they want to get baptized. And if that's you, uh, it's not too late. It won't be too late up until the end of the night. So think about that. Search your heart. See if this is something you feel the Lord's asking of you this evening. And we will love, love, love to, to, to be a part of that and to dunk you in this tank tonight in front of this Tehillah family. We have a vision statement, a purpose statement here at First Assembly that comes from our lead pastor who is here with us tonight, Pastor Ben Johnson. Can we give him a big shout? Thank you for being here, Pastor. This is my pastor, and I love when he comes on Mondays to take in the celebration. But we have a statement, and that's this. This is, what we, this is why we exist is, as a church, is to love all people to Jesus. That's pretty good, eh? It's simple, but truly the great commission of what God has called us to, to love all people to Jesus. And I want to look at another statement in, that uh, is, of course, partnered with that. You see it on the T-shirt tonight. We got some T-shirts. You like that? We're stepping it up a notch. Everyone that gets baptized gets a T-shirt. Let that motivate you as well. <laughs> Kidding. I have decided... Everyone say, I have decided. I have decided. If you've been in church long enough, it's a hymn. I have decided to what? To follow Jesus. Thank you so much. This is something that we, of course, live and breathe. This is the foundation of who we are as a church. And this is why we do what we do every single Monday night is to create an environment for people to come and experience the love of Jesus and those who are far from the love of Christ would find hope in him, find love through the body of Christ and ultimately through Christ himself coming in and transforming one's life. That's what we believe in, that's what we celebrate, and that's why we exist. And you know, there's a verse in Romans. I want to turn to it as, as our, my foundation tonight. Romans chapter 6 up on the screen. It says this, that we were buried, therefore, with him. Who's him? Christ Jesus. Through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory 
of the Father so we also might walk in newness of life. Just as Christ was sacrificed, just as Christ paid the price so that we also might walk in newness of life. How many think that's good news? That's, that's not just good news, but that's great, great news. And I think for those of you who are here that have not been in an environment like this for a long time or maybe ever, may I say it again with, with heart, my heartfelt uh, passion towards my love for Jesus, that this Jesus that we serve can truly transform your life. He can take what you are living in right now and he can make a way for the impossible. We've all experienced it, those that have made a decision to follow him. And I believe that he's called you here tonight to remind you of that or to, to unveil that maybe for the first time to your life, to your heart this evening. May the Holy Spirit speak to you over these few minutes. We know that sin was strong when Jesus walked on the earth. We know that he was nailed to the cross for our sins. We know that he was sent to the grave. A few days later, we all know the good news, and good thing that they just borrowed that grave because it wasn't needed after those few days because Christ rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. He created a new a new way for, for every single person, every single person to walk on earth. He, the new covenant with Jesus that he would take all of sin, all the sin of man on his shoulders and take on the ultimate sacrifice for humanity. Jesus did this for all of us, all of you in this room. I believe that with everything in me. And I think about even my upbringing, and I want to sh- share this and switch gears a little bit tonight. How many of you heard this before? You're cruising for a, a bruising. Who's never heard that before? Come on. Most of you have. You're cruising for a bruising. My mother used to say this to me all the time when I was younger. And uh, it was always followed up with uh, a, a smart, a whooping, a smart aleck comment from, from me, which would then be followed up by, by mom, and she would say, son, I can show you better than I can tell you if you're going to keep talking to me like that. Anyone been in that, that type of environment? Come on, be honest. Raised in a, in a home with, with discipline. I am who I am today. Mark, I hear, I see that. I know, I, I know your mom. She's, you are who you are because of mama. My goodness. Mark's had a few whoopings in his life. Uh, we've all been there. We've all experienced that. We've all had that. And... Uh, Tonight, as I share that little thought with you, I, I want to I bring some scriptures to, to, to the surface tonight that will really help us define some things. Some scriptures that will talk about what it means to walk with Jesus, to make a decision to, to follow Christ. And some of you tonight are going to be a part of the sermon. Instead of me talking about it forever, you can be a part of it by showing us what it means to be a follower of Jesus by dunking yourself in this tank and making that declaration of your love for Christ. There's a whole group that's going to do that, that know they're going to do that. And as there, we said earlier, there's some that 
are starting now to feel like God's saying, it's time for you to get in the tank tonight and declare your love for me. Don't, uh, don't delay, but consider what that looks like for you. A picture is worth a thousand words. I can show you through baptism way better than I can tell you through a message or words from my mouth tonight. Can I just pray real quick again? And uh, I got a few thoughts, and then we're going to shift gears. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for bringing us to tonight. Lord, we celebrate. We celebrate because you have taken lives that have been a mess, that have been a wreck, that have, that have been left without hope, and you have brought purpose, and you have brought strength, and you have brought your Holy Spirit to come and guide each and every one. And God, because of that, we celebrate. We celebrate because you are the answer to all humanity. We believe that. And I pray that you would continue to speak to each of us over these few minutes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Up on the screen, take a look at this. There's some pictures. This was last time we did baptisms. Just want you to get some visuals of what took place that night. Anyone here when we did this last year? There's a few of you that were here. What a fun night. Remember Dave and his testimony. Dave's one of our worship leaders, worship uh, team members. He plays piano. He leads from guitar. And he shared his testimony. Is Dave here tonight? I don't think he's here tonight. Dave, I was with him this weekend, and he's so excited about what tonight is going to mean for many of you. And as you look at this picture with James and his long hair, what a beauty. Uh, look at those eyes. Those are eyes of a young man who has said yes to Jesus. <laughs> or yes to James, I'm not sure. <laughs> Either way, it's awesome. Is that the last one? Or we have another one? That's it. Come on, let's give these guys a hand for the choice they made last. There's some pictures. Uh, pictures are worth a thousand words right there. I can show you better than I can, can tell you. And here's, here's the deal. This whole idea of, of decision, I have decided. I want to look at that term in two ways. There's one thing to say, I've decided to, to be for Christ, and I've decided to be with Christ. This is a very, a very stark contrast between the two, in my opinion, when I look at Scripture and I read some of what God is saying through the New Testament, through all of these amazing books that we get to read and walk with Jesus through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's all of these opportunities to, to look at men and women who followed Jesus while he was on earth and after he left this earth and ascended into heaven. And we talk about being for Christ or being with Christ. Peter, I believe, up until a point, would say that he was with Christ, but in fact he was just for Christ. And he walked with Jesus for, for many years he experienced his love, but when it got heated and when the moment got tough, we recognize 
some of what took place in Peter's heart. And that's where I want to pick up in the book of Luke tonight. If you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 24 together. Luke 24 verse 54. This is the moment before it got real heavy for Jesus. The moment before things started to go a certain way. When he was being sent into custody to deal with the things that he was about to deal with that we all know. And Peter was in that moment. I'm going to pick it up in verse 54. And having seized him, Jesus, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed afar off. Other versions say Peter followed at a distance. So in the moment when Christ needed him the most, where was the one who considered himself very close to Jesus? He was at a distance. A moment where everything got real. Everything was taking shape. Things started to become reality for what was actually about to happen. And Peter in that moment was at a distance. He was in a place of discouragement. I'm sure he was in a place of not knowing what was about to happen. He was at a place of confusion. And it reminds me of many of our lives, if not all of our lives at times, as we carry on this journey with Christ and we look at the everyday and what's happening, that at times we say we're for Christ, but often our actions and our words and our Rhythm of life is at a distance to this intimacy with Jesus. But be encouraged because even Peter was in that place. Even Peter experienced this one who walked with Christ, one who spent intimate time with Jesus. He experienced this. He had moments where, as we can see here, he probably was not very proud of. Let's keep going. And when they had kindled a fire... In the midst of the court, and had sat down together, Peter sat in the midst of them. During that hour of decision, Peter sat in the midst of them around the campfire. In that hour where everything mattered, he blended himself around a campfire and did not want to be noticed. Are you picturing that moment with Peter right now? The moment where... Everything was taking place, the hour of decision. I believe a picture like this is, is, as I said earlier, the kind of Christians we experience in our culture today. We want God to raise us to life. But when it comes to being with Christ, sometimes we don't take our stand with him, but we take our seat with the crowd around us. Because it's easier. We say that we're for Christ. But when it gets hot and when it gets miserable and when it gets hard, what happens is we kind of blend in and move away from what's in front of us. That's me, that's you, that's all of us have experienced moments like this. Baptism is what happens when you go from sitting with the crowd to standing with Christ. From sitting to standing. That's what 
declaring your faith publicly is all about. Unashamed to glorify him in those moments in front of everyone. It might be hard, it might be nerve-wracking, it might be challenging, but I promise you, that's the moment when we take, we take the, uh, where we're sitting and we start to step up, stand up, and start running with Christ. A declaration of our faith. I believe that. There were three people who recognized Peter as we continue to read this, but he denied all three of them. Three times. Let's look at this. Verse 56. And a certain maid, seeing him as he sat in the light, and looking steadfastly upon him, said, This man also was with him. It's that appearance of of someone who was with Christ. It was identified. We've all experienced that. But he denied, saying, woman, I do not know him. I have no clue what you're talking about. And after a little while, so this isn't even right after, like back to back. This is like some time to process. And man, what did I just do right there? And a little while later, another saw him and said, you also are one of them. Here's that affiliation to Christ. You are one of them. You are a a follower of Christ. You are one of those guys. And he says, man, I am not. I am not. And then it goes on. After the space of about an hour, so another hour, a whole hour goes by where Peter gets to contemplate. Not once but twice have I denied Jesus. He says this. Another confidently affirmed saying, of a truth, this man also was with him, for he is a Galilean. So now it's about location. He's now identifying who he is by location with Jesus, and there's this moment where he's being called out. And again, Peter says, man, I do not know what you are saying. Unreal. I know we've, many of us have read that. A lot of times, but just take that in for a minute as you, and I build on this context for, for the next few minutes. Peter took a moment where he had an opportunity to stand with Jesus, yet he took that moment and he denied Christ three times. You know, you can look like you're with Christ and, and be around other people who are with Christ and be from a place where you've heard a lot about God and about Jesus and the Gospels, but never, never really be with him. I've experienced seasons like that in my own life, and Peter proves that to us tonight in this passage. He shows us that the journey is not easy. And it used to bother me so much that Peter would lie abruptly like that when we all know Jesus needed him the most. How many of you that's bothered you before as you've read that? It's like, why would he do that? It's this moment when Jesus was probably thinking to himself a whole bunch of things. Maybe others around even were thinking about Peter and what was happening and And after all this man has done for you, 
You've watched him feed the 5,000. You've watched him do miracles. You've watched him set people free. You've watched him and been a part of his teachings. You've sat at his feet. You have, you've eaten with him. You've experienced things. You've even watched him heal your mother-in-law. And the joke is, that's probably why he denied at that point. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that one before, Ben. <laughs> never, never heard that one. Humor me, humor me. Uh, it hit me the other day, though, that perhaps, perhaps G, uh, Peter, excuse me, wasn't actually lying in that moment. If you look at this passage of Scripture, maybe there was something that was happening. Let me explain what I mean by this, and I'm going to take my jacket off this part, because i got to put on something even better. <laughs> Humor me. Okay. Here's the Flames jersey. Can I get a can I get a, a little bit of uh, support here? This jersey, let me tell you, this jersey, I have it. You can see all the signatures. I should not be wearing this jersey, but I brought it out tonight to make a point. I got Mike Vernon on here, Jim Paplinski. I got Fear and Flurry. I got Al McInnes, Jerome McGinley, Lanny McDonald. They're all here. Nineteen eighty nine. Champions. Anyone not born by 89? Many of you. Well, let me tell you, we are champions. And we are continuing to be champions this year. The hottest team in the NHL right now. Who's with me on that? Come on, where's the support for the Flames? And a, a little while... Oilers. No, thank you. A little while back... A little while back, um, I had a, an opportunity to be part of an event, a charity event with the Flames, and uh, it was amazing. I got into the room, and all the guys were there, all the players, their families, the wives. It was a, a room full of overweight white men, for the most part, with their jerseys on, and uh, we were all pretty excited because if you were a part of this event, you could get your 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 things signed, whether it was a jersey or cards or whatever you wanted, hats. And I just saw all of these amazing things going on all, all around the room. And I, was, I had a moment as I was thinking about these players and my love for the Flames, my love for the team as a, as a huge fan of, of this team. And I was looking around the room, and as I got to uh, start identifying who was who and who was connected to who, I remember seeing... Uh, Jerome McGinley and his, his wife. It's a few years ago. And I remember people coming up to him and getting their jerseys signed and talking with him and connecting to him. Tons of Aginlas on the back of their jerseys, number 12. It was an amazing moment. And uh, then I started to recognize something, that none of the wives had jerseys on. And... They weren't, uh, in my opinion, 
representing their husbands well because they weren't wearing jerseys. Are you with me on this? And I was like starting to judge them and saying, you're only in it for the money and you just want the fame. Where's the support, ladies? It was just a very brief moment. But then, I, then I, my, my heart shifted a little bit and I started to recognize something. And I, saw, I started to see these massive rings that these women were wearing. And they had, they had a, the rock on their finger. And it was the ring. And it was the ring that I realized mattered way more than the jersey. Okay, it's one thing to wear the jersey. It's one thing to put the jersey on once every couple weeks or couple months to go to a Flames game to cheer on the guys. But it's another thing for these women to wear the ring where they have to go home with them every single night whether the team is succeeding, whether their, their, their husband's succeeding, whether they're coming up for a contract renewal, whether their career's closing down, whether they're at the height of their careers or at the lowest point, whether they're, they're winning or losing, whether they're creating great uh, waves forward for their team or not, these women go home with their husbands every single night because they're wearing the ring. Are you hearing me? I got the jersey, but the wives have the ring. I have the jersey, but the wives have the ring. And when you wear this ring, it's a sign of commitment. It's a sign of forever. It's a sign of I'm committing to you through thick and thin, win or lose, up or down. There's a big difference between the two. And what I, my point with all of this, to give you a visual, because I love visuals, baptism is saying, I don't just want to wear the jersey. I'm not just for Jesus when times are good and when he can do something for me, but I'm with him. I wear the rock. I wear the ring. I'm with Jesus all the time. I'm making a public declaration of my faith. This is my commitment to him for life, publicly. Let's do this together tonight. Come on. You see, Peter was for Jesus as long as Jesus was doing some things for Peter. And we saw that all through the, the, the New Testament Gospels. Paul says it like this at the beginning, to be with him, we are buried with him in death in order that we may live a new life. That's what happens during baptism. Essentially, it's the, the, the wedding ring of, of, of Christianity, of being a follower of Christ. Now, it doesn't make you married, because that's weird. And some of you who wear wedding rings and you're not married, that's weird. But good on you. Um, <laughs> purity promise rings? Sure. Back in the 90s. <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I take it back. We have, we have something very important to look at here. That that ring is, is, is so symbolic. So symbolic of what God wants to do in and through your life. It shows the world who you belong to. Right? It shows the world. Baptism isn't something you do for someone else. 
It's not like it's, it's church membership. Baptism is between you and God. It's your public declaration of your faith in Jesus. It's about the Savior that we belong to. That beautiful moment where you can say, I'm choosing to follow Christ for the rest of my life. In Luke 22, let's turn there before I close quickly here. Luke 22, it says this. We have Peter, we'll go back to you. We have Peter sitting in that courtyard with that crowd as Jesus was being crucified. You can see it there, I've read about it. But what happens is after everything takes place and Jesus is raised from the dead and he ascends to heaven, there's something that takes place in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. And turn with me there. Acts chapter 2. Christ is risen. He sent his Holy Spirit to help. And this is what's happening with Peter. We hear this sermon on the mount, the sermon where thousands were raised to life through Jesus, through the power of Jesus. And I pick it up in verse 14 of chapter 2. It says, but Peter, standing up with the eleven. That's a very important moment because back in the book of Luke, we see him sitting, immersed in the crowd, hiding from what was happening. But now, after the Holy Spirit had taken over his life, he is now standing with the eleven. He is now experiencing this transformation of, of Holy Spirit in his life. Taking on a moment that we can only recognize as one who has been transformed by the power of Jesus. Standing with Christ. As he's standing with the eleven, he lifted up his voice. Other versions say raised his voice. That's where we like to shout as preachers sometimes. Get excited about what God is saying and what he wants to say to each of you, the passion that comes from our hearts towards these things. Lifted up his voice and spoke forth to them. Spoke forth to them. He wanted to preach and teach with conviction. He wanted to give them something that they could think about, something that would transform their life, and that's what he was doing in that moment. He said this, you men of Judea and all you who are, or dwell at Jerusalem, be this known to you and give ear to my words, for these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it is the only 9 a.m. But this is that which has been spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit, I will pour forth my spirit upon how many? All. That's everyone. That's the religious. That's those who are far from God. That's those who want nothing to do with Jesus. That's those who have consumed their lives with, with, with thought, who have consumed their lives with theology. That's everyone that's searching, everyone that's seeking. All humanity. That's what the promise here is from the book of Isaiah, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. All flesh. 
If you've never been baptized before, may tonight be that moment for you. May tonight be a moment where you can move from the fire pit to then standing with Christ, with Jesus, moving forward in your life. This, I believe, is something that God has for each and every one of you. Let's move to 36 before I close. The band can come on up as we get into this moment of uh, celebration. Peter continues in his message to the people. Let all the house of Israel, verse 36, therefore know assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you have crucified. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to their heart, conviction, and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For to you is this promise, and to you, your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call to him, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Save yourself from this crooked generation. Then those who received his word were baptized, and there were added in that day about 3,000 souls. What a moment. Can you picture that moment with Peter, where just so many days earlier was in denial, and now he's testifying in front of thousands of the goodness of who Jesus is. This, my friends, is something that I believe is a gift for all of us to receive, even tonight. That most basic step that Christ has asked us to do. And I would say this, that if we can't do that, we can't be obedient with these little things, how much tougher is it going to be when when life throws the real challenges our way? You have to remember one thing. When we talk about this idea of following Christ and being a follower of, of, of him and, and, and turning our affections towards him. I don't want this to feel pressured. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to persuade. My passion comes from my desire to see each and every one of you fully alive in Christ. This has nothing to do with me. There's nothing to do with, with Tehillah or First Assembly This isn't a multi-level marketing thing where if everybody gets baptized, we get paid. (laughs) This is for you. (laughs) We have a moment right now, this moment right now, to consider what God wants to do in your heart and in your life. Why not tonight, a moment of declaration that sends that message to the world that I'm with Christ And I don't care what anybody else thinks. Amen? Amen. I want you all to stand as we transition. Maybe you've been with with Jesus for a while, but now tonight you want to stand beside him, with him, walk and step with him for the rest of your life. Maybe there's some in this room that are experiencing 
the Holy Spirit just speaking to you and reminding you that your heart, that your life is so valuable, that your future can be led by the Holy Spirit, that your life can be transformed by this beautiful, saving grace of Jesus. Many of you in this room have experienced that, but some of you may have not. And I would say tonight that a decision to follow Jesus could be and will be the best decision you've ever made. A decision to say yes to his life, to his hope for your life, to say yes to the plans and the purposes that he has for you is something that I believe you are here tonight to hear and to, and to, to respond to. You're here because God brought you here, whether it was through a friend or was it through a family member, but God is saying that tonight is that night for you to make a change, for you to say yes to his life, yes to his purposes for your life. Can we all bow our heads? If that's you this evening and you want to make a, a step towards surrendering your life to Jesus, if you want to say yes to this and say, you know what, I'm done with the old, I'm done with trying to figure it out on my own, I'm done with trying to do this in my own strength, I want to say yes to, to Christ, I want to say yes and, and, and surrender my every day to him. If that's you tonight, can I just see by a raised hand? Yeah, I see that hand. Just throw them up so I can see you. Yeah, 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 yeah. All across this room. Jesus loves you. He's with you. He's for you. And he wants the best for your life. And this decision that you're making is, is, is absolutely the most amazing thing that you can do when we take control of what we have and we give it to him and we ask him to lead the charge. Can I pray with each of you that have put your hand up tonight? Can we all pray together across this room? Say, Jesus, thank you for your life. Thank you for your sacrifice. Tonight, forgive me of my sin. Show me what it means to walk with you. Tonight, I choose you. I surrender my life to you. I commit today and the rest of my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's celebrate with our friends. Wow. Incredible. As the Bible shows us so clearly through Scripture, this idea of repentance and being baptized work hand in hand together. It's a celebration of, of what you have decided to do deciding to follow Jesus, to follow Christ. And we have some friends that are going to make that decision 
or have made that decision and will be up here shortly to be baptized. And there might be some of you that want to do the same thing as we have charged already a few times over the course of tonight. We have a ton of t-shirts. We got lots of shorts. And we can baptize a few more if you'd like to do that. And Pastor James is right here. He's going to give a wave. If that's you and you're not already signed up tonight, maybe you just made a decision to follow Jesus and you're like, I want to be baptized as well. I want to do this right now. Well, we can make that happen. And we can celebrate with you and we can get, we can get you ready for that. If you, if you think that you're not ready, I can promise you that, that, that you are. We can make the steps and make it available to you to be ready. We have clothes for you. We have towels. We have all the things that you need. If you, might, if you think the water's dirty, it's not. It's beautiful, crystal clear. Listen, Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. That was not clean. Are you better than Jesus? No way. We got a hot tub. It's 102 degrees. It's wonderful. Let's get baptized tonight. So what we're going to do, the band's going to play a song here. If you are already signed up, I want you to exit out now and go get changed. And we're going to have our little break for about five minutes. We're going to get this place prepped. And then we're going to bring everybody up to the front. And we're going to celebrate. And we're going to do baptisms together. And we're going to bring this place and we're going to take the roof off this room and allow the Lord to hear our, 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 our gratitude towards people making a public declaration to Jesus. Amen? So don't go anywhere. We'll be back up in about five minutes. But if that's you, you got to go get changed. The team's going to sing. If you want to get baptized and you're not signed up, come and talk to James right here. Put your hand up again. And we'll take you to the chapel, take care of those details for you. But let's sing together. I'll come back up in a few minutes, and we'll get this thing going. Is that cool? Amen? Amen. Let's do it. Colin.